Hello, this is episode 69 of CBQ Legacy, or Comic Book Quiz. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm Evil Jeff, and I'm here with my 69 partner, Brett. Hi, I'm Brett, and I'm facing the opposite way as Evil Jeff. Oh, episode 69. Actually, we should just let everyone know we have never slept together. We have never slept together. Just because we're both gay does not mean that we've had sex with each other. That's right, pervs. Have you ever had that where Pete, where you have the straight person who is like, like when you were single, where they're like, oh my God, I know a gay person. You should go out with them. And then you meet them and you're like, why would you think that I would like this person and you're like, oh, cause you just think because you're both gay, that's good enough. Yeah. Story of my life. Cause I'm <laughs> surrounded by straights. Ah, that's the worst. Surrounded. The worst. Um, I've been waiting 68 episodes to get to this episode. I know. I'm so excited. Aww. So excited. And Aww. we have a very, we have a very special treat for every, oh God, is that <laughs> what it sounds like when you come? I know it does. It does. It sounds like Hot. a queef. <laughs> we have such a special treat for people towards the end of this episode. Yes. So let's get out the boring comic stuff first. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about comic books. Let's start with comics TV. I have been watching Punisher Season 2, Ooh. which just dropped. Just dropped on Netflix. Yeah. And then they're canceling it, right? <laughs> they for and sure. we're canceled. <laughs> I felt bad. Deborah Ann Wool, who plays Karen Page in all of this stuff, was like, hey guys, please watch Punisher Season 2 because it's probably the last time I'll be playing Karen Page. And I think it's not fair. I think these actors should be allowed to continue playing these roles. Yeah, bring them on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Something. Isn't a character from Luke Cage appearing in Punisher, I heard? Ooh, I don't know. I saw it was like actor from Luke Cage makes an appearance. I saw it somewhere. Oh else. yeah, it's um, it's probably Detective Brett Mahoney, <laughs> the only Marvel character I know of that has the name Brett. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I think Detective Brett Mahoney showed up in one episode. I was like, oh damn, it's Brett. What's a Marvel character named Jeff? Jeff. Uh, there is one. Ooh, there, there's gotta be. I can't think of any right now. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Well, let's talk about comic books before we get to our... Oh, I'm sorry. So we're talking about Punisher Season 2. It is good. It It is good. Just good. John Berthnall is... Yeah, he's he's great. It opens with the Punisher in... uh, He's kind of on the lam. He's going by an alias. He's in Michigan. He's at a bar. He meets a sexy single bartender. They have sex. She has a son. Um, and then he saves it. He's at the bar the next night. He saves a teenage girl who's being real shady and has got some photographs that are of value. Um, all these bad guys try to get her. P- 
Punisher kills all the bad guys. You know how it goes. Now he's on the run with his teenage girl. You know how it goes. Hey, when you want to bring humanity out of a rough-and-tumble anti-hero, put a teenage girl next to them. I kind of am over that. I'm kind of over that, too. Well, it's better. It's the only thing that's done that's worse is when it's um, the wife is murdered, and then you have to avenge. So this bartender... Yeah, refrigerated. This bartender gets shot, the female bartender who he had sex with the night before. I'm like, is she going to die? Thankfully, no. Good. But here's the deal. When we're doing a show like The Punisher, why don't we just do a Punisher story from the books? Oh, don't even start on me. Why are they... It's, it's like, hey, remember how we have these... Uh, we're, we're basing this off a comic that has a million amazing stories. Nope, I... And I think it is because the writer's like, no, I'm the writer, and I'm gonna... I want to write... I want it to be my vision. There's a great character from one of the Garth... From the Garth Ennis run called the Mennonite. The Mennonite was this really scary assassin. He was a Mennonite. He only used... Uh, weapons that his Mennonite faith would allow him to use. So no guns, just like pickaxes and shit. Mm -hmm. He has a really sick wife. He's a big, large guy. And there's, you know, he, he makes an impression when he appears in this Punisher book. So I heard that the villain of season two is not going to be the horribly disfigured Jigsaw, you know, Punisher's Lex Luthor, uh -huh. who was disfigured at the end of season one. It's not him. It's the Mennonite. I'm like, okay, oh, okay, so major villain, oh, not a henchman, okay, cool. No, it's not the Mennonite, it's a guy named Pilgrim, who's like loosely based on the Mennonite. I'm like, it, just use the Mennonite! Yeah, it's not like, oh, the Mennonite is, 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 is the main character in the new Avengers movie. I think he's available. <laughs> God damn it! So anyway, Mennonite, Mennonite, Mennonite. So Punisher, how many uh, how many stars are you giving it? You know, I'm giving it three stars out of five, I think, right now. I mean, he's great, <sighs> Bernthal. He's great. And, and when he's in a good mood and he's having fun and he's banging chicks, he's great. He's fun. Wait, we have to pause for a second. My mic is being weird. Okay. Hello? Okay, it's back. All right, sorry. We'll just have to cut that part out. Let's cut that part out. Uh, so I'm going to keep watching because it's the last Netflix Marvel show ever. No, right? Yes. Maybe? Don't know. The last Netflix show on Marvel? Is it? Yikes. There's no JJ season three? No. Hold on a second. Sorry, my microphone fell. So all of that sound was just a microphone falling and not being murdered or anything. V listeners. <laughs> I don't think we heard anything. Well, you didn't, but I'm sure oh, but the recording will they hear will. it. <laughs> oh, leave it in. Leave it in. Um, uh, lovely. All right. Well, I'm not going to watch it. So oh. there you go. The other thing that bothers me is, can we make The Punisher about something other than bullets, which are kind of a little, they're, they're a little sensitive these days. The whole opening credit sequence is all about bullets, bullets, bullets. I'm like, eh. But that's his what? He's, he's, the, he's the character with a gun. Like, I know. that's his thing. 
I'd like to modify him a little bit so that he's more about, like, he's more of a MacGyver. Can he, like, not kill people? And the <laughs> skull is really triggering. Can it just be, like, a smiley face? Could you not punish people so much? <laughs> do you have to do the punishing? <laughs> he's gonna, he he's more... called the time outer. <laughs> yeah, he's the chastiser. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, let's get to some comics. Let's talk about Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I do want to mention something TV-wise. No, oh it's God, finally what? getting good. What? The Gifted. Is it? Yeah, because it's finally... Know how it's kind of like, oh, the two factions against the two mutant factions against each other? Yeah. They are all have finally kind of... Basically, the mutant underground just, like, lost. <laughs> And uh, Polaris realized, like, wait a minute, I am with the bad guys. And it's, it's finally, uh, so it's, it's, it's finally, I, I feel it's actually finally starting to get kind of interesting. The gang's back together. Yeah, and, um, but uh, the one brother that left to the, to the inner circle, he got the, the, the cuckoos to use their psychic powers to manipulate the other sister to come to him. So he's basically agreed to brainwash the other sister. And she's actually getting more and more powerful. Like her power. Yeah, I saw that. Like not only can she make shields, she can throw the shield sideways like a buzzsaw and it can chop through things. Saw that. The last issue I saw was when they rescued Thunderbird. Episode. Sorry, my cat just attacked me. Uh, Episode, yes. Get out of here. Um, but I would just say I think it's worth uh, maybe delving back into because I think it's getting it's getting interesting again. Uh, okay, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I do like that uh, there are frost triplets on the show, and so, it also is you know, weird. You'll always have that. That there's a char- there's a bishop is in it, but he's not called bishop. But he's erg. He's, right? he's erg. erg. But he has the same powers, and he looks the same, and he's dressed the same. He has the M on his face and everything. And he right? has the M on his face. And then just in this one issue, Thunderbird punches him. Episode. And he, episode. Fuck, what is wrong with this? And he punches him and he absorbs it. And then he shoots it. But he shoots it out of his eye. His one, like, fake eye. Oh, my God. That's very Erg. That's what Erg would do. But Erg was, you know, he had a big mohawk. Yeah. He was a punk kid. All right. Whatever. Gifted. Just, ugh, there's so much available to you. Just stick to it. <laughs> I'm just telling them and, right by now. The way, Rachel Summers. Also, it's pronounced the gifted. The gifted. <laughs> All right. Let, should we get to some comics? Should we delve? Yes, let's, let's delve into the world of DC. Let's delve. Oh, yes. Let's do that. We're in a new segment, a brand new segment. We are introducing a new segment for 2019 called Yay! I Didn't Read Any DC Books! Yay! I Didn't Read Any DC Books Either! Yay! That concludes our segment of Yay! I Didn't Read Any DC Books. Thank you so much for this. I'm going to read the Superman and Wonder Woman, I feel. I want to kind of get caught up on those. So we'll have something soon. Okay. Let's, Can't wait. Let's talk about some Marvel stuff. So you let's said, talk about some Marvel I've, books. I've been trying to read. I've been having a problem. I oh, told you've been you, trying to read? You can do it. I can't, though. I've been trying to get into <laughs> the Avengers. Can't get through it. Even with those great agents of Wakanda I'm hearing about? No. Dr. Nemesis? I, 
no, it's just not written well. It's not interesting. Like, you can take great characters, but if you're telling a crappy, boring story that's, like, overwrought and overwritten, it's just, like, like three pages in, I'm like, I don't care. Give me yeah. something. Give me some character development. It's all plot, plot, plot. Yeah. And there's no character development. Um, and then it's the I'm having problems um, getting back into Fantastic Four. That wedding, I just really threw me off, and I just don't care. Oh, I'm really digging Fantastic Four. Well, that's what I feel. What happened in the wedding? Did they just get married? Was there anything interesting that happened? It was actually pretty cute. It was a it was a big issue. They had um, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, which were really fun. Uh, Things bachelor party was so fun. All the male heroes played uh, strip poker, and there's a big splash page of all of them, like pretty much naked. Well, there's the one the where didn't poker. Crystal get too drunk at the bachelorette party? I think that I was that, that weird. Yeah, that this that I don't know what that was, but this was more of an official bachelorette party where all the women took Alicia to this strip club, and there's a great shot of Medusa putting a dollar in a stripper's pants using her hair. <laughs> Love that. I feel like I read that one. Is that a different? They went did to you? a different strip club. Uh, and then did you and read... then mole woman attacks. Yeah, that's different. Wait, there's two separate bachelorette parties with strip clubs? In the, ugh, fuck this book. You know, we could open up the can of worms of Marvel is all over the fucking place right now, and what are your editors doing? Because, I, I, like, the return of Wolverine, for instance. The, anyway, we'll I don't want to have to we go We will off get into just that yet. in a second. <laughs> no, I thought the wedding issue, which was Fantastic Four number five, not some special one-shot, was fun. Was there it any was good. fighting in it? Well, what happened was, uh, well, there's like a big backstory that Mike Allred draws about their uh, courtship, like from the origin of the Fantastic Four on. The only fighting is, well, there's a thing with Reed Richards where he keeps not going to stuff. He keep like he he skips the bachelor party. He's he's completely checked out from the wedding. He's like he doesn't care about it at all. Uh, then they get to the wedding, and right when. They're about to do the ceremony. Dr. Doom appears in the sky, a big hologram of Dr. Doom yelling about Galactus attacking Latveria. And that the Fantastic Four has got to go. I mean, it's Doom and Galactus. Like, obviously, the Fantastic Four has to go. And the thing is, like, shenanigans. He was trying to avoid shenanigans the whole time. Superhero shenanigans. He's like, see, right when I'm trying to get married, shenanigans. Reed unveils why he had been so checked out. He was creating a time machine so that nothing could fuck with the ceremony. So Reed stops time and gives Thing and Alicia four minutes to have the ceremony while time is frozen in like a little bubble. It's very cute. Oh, it's very cute. It was Reed's gift. And then was protecting that moment. And there was another issue after that, right? Yeah, there's another issue after that. There's actually... Um, so that's where they get into Galactus and Doom stuff, which is kind of typical Fantastic Four fare. It is actually the issue before the wedding issue that I want to bring up. They wrote off the Future Foundation. Oh, yeah, they're gone. They're gone. They're off in space. Give me that book. I want to write that book. No, they're like, these are too many people. Let's get rid of them. But I will say oh. Leech. Leech? Getting rid of Leech. Uh, he's been around since the old X Factor days. I mean, Artie too. Throw yeah. Artie in there. 
Yeah. What was Artie's powers? Holograms. Oh, right. Um, yeah, it's sad. I know. I love those characters so much. Well, maybe someone will do something with them. Um, a few things about Fantastic Four. Oh, one, they don't live in the Baxter building anymore. But they live at number four Yancey Street, which I think is very appropriate. But isn't he, like, overbuilding it? Yeah, it's, like, bigger inside than it is outside or something. Is that because of Pym Particles? Sure. No, it's because of Reed and Val. They're smart. But wasn't... it was? But it was uh, Ant-Man, or what's it? Hank Pym, he was the one that created... You would, like, have... Like, his workspaces were always, like... Like, tiny... Like, huge yeah. things and tiny... Anyway. Well, uh, you know, hey, I'm sure they all borrow from each other's work. They're friends. Well, not anymore, because Hank Pym is evil now. Oh, that's right. Because he's that's now another... half, half Ultron, half Hank Pym. And and he um, he left Infinity Wars, like nothing changed him in that god-awful story. Yeah. I know, there was a whole point of, like, when you separated everyone out, you could have just separated Vision, I mean, uh, Ultron and Ultron. Hank Pym. It was like a total, like, hello. Hello. You got an opportunity right hello. there to fix it. Hello, you could have fixed it. Hello. Yeah. But, no. Uh... Fantastic Four came back with a splash, and now I feel it's just following its own trappings again. Yeah. It's trying to get back to so. basics. It's like Doom, Galactus, original Fantastic Four, no Freedom Foundation. We're done. Yeah, where. All it did was get back to basic. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. She's even going to go by Invisible Girl again. Uh, that's great. And back to her 60s bouffant. Uh, Reed ignores me. I'm going to turn invisible. <laughs> Which is, have you watched Venture Brothers? We talk, Have we talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah, we totally How have. the invisible girl there is just her skin turns invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever she gets nervous, she just turns to all muscle. God. Um, I read, uh, before we get into Marvel stuff, I think the best thing this week I read was uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, you mean X-Men stuff? Yeah. Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, number one. Can we talk about this book? It's so good. Now did, it gave me my whole life. Did it end with? Did Brian Bendis's run end with her turning purple? Uh, I don't know. Or did I, someone I, else I, wrote a? There was a whole. A, someone else wrote a run after Bendis before this one, right? Maybe someone did some fill-in issues. I do remember the last Jessica Jones thing I read was Danielle talking to her, like as if she was the Purple Man or something. Fuck. No, that was Brian Bendis still. But no, because then Bri there was the whole with, okay. Brian, with the purple man dying. Did you read those issues? Yeah. And was he killed by the purple children or he just committed suicide? No, he committed suicide. He walked outside and basically told himself to die. And yes. so he died. And then Captain Marvel threw him in the sun. But now I just can't remember yes. if this purple thing is something that Kelly Thompson created or if the girl turned purple in a previous issue with another writer. If I had to choose between crediting Kelly Thompson and not crediting we'll Kelly, just Thompson, credit Kelly Thompson, let's just credit. Yeah. <laughs> 
But it, but I love how it just opens in media res in the middle of it. This shit has already gone down. Yes. The daughter is now purple, and that and they spelled it out in the comic. It's three options. One, he's still alive, and this is all a trick. His magic powers. Yep. Two, he's dead, and this was his last thing that he did to fuck with her. Or three, he's re- he was really the father all along. Yeah, and all three are horrible. And they're all horrible. Uh, but here's the thing that I find it strange that the baby would look biracial and then suddenly turn purple. Exactly. So I feel it has to be Luke Cage's kid. And I feel there's exactly. these purple children, and I feel they are somehow behind this. They're behind this, But for I never sure. realized the, the purple... Who is the purple woman? The daughter. Purple girl. She was. She actually was on Alpha Flight. But she was on Alpha Flight. But how long mm-hmm. ago was that? I mean, she's been around for a while. And she has the exact same powers. Yep. But she's a good guy. Yes. Why is she not? Su- I feel a good guy with those powers would be crazy, crazy powerful. Yeah, I. I she's got. I think she even like did do some bad things. In the past, like she wasn't, you know, one hundred percent pure hero. Uh, I don't. I mean, it you know comes down to one's personality. You either want to be a megalomaniac or you don't. Ugh. I feel if you, if everything you said and told people to do would happen, I honestly don't see how you cannot be a bad guy eventually. Oh, absolutely. Because eventually you'd be like, oh, well, I can save the world. And I feel as soon as you do something like X-Man and the X-Men comics, as soon as you're like, oh, I have the power to change the world to make it better, you end up becoming an insane evil person. Absolutely. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Every single one of us. Um, okay, here's something. If you... This is, this is a little bit of dicey. If you had Purple Ooh. Man's powers... Yes. Um... How can you, is every time you have sex, is it rape? How do you not, because then, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, don't you know if you're actively using your powers or not? But are you actively using powers or it's literally just anything you say? Do you then just, or do you just need, because that, but then there's a thing. You could walk up to Jake Gyllenhaal and be like, hey, do you want to have sex with me? You want to have sex with me? I guess that's the difference. I feel like either, I would eventually... Either... I'd start to have performance issues because I would know that they're really not that into me. Yeah. But I think that is also the danger where you literally could have sex with anyone. But if you... I hate this. But if you did, like, you could have sex with Jake Gyllenhaal. Any character, any Ryan Reynolds, anyone is up for grabs. But if you Bitch, did... I already can. But if... Okay. But if you did, it would be sexual assault. Yes, it would. So I wouldn't do it. Okay. I would, I would talk myself into killing myself and I would ask you to throw me into the sun. <laughs> so back to this issue, what I love, I don't care about like the plot so much as this depiction of what it's like to live with this kind of trauma and how everybody, Luke, Carol, eventually kind of starts to really get it. Yeah. 
And Jessica's inner monologue when she's watching her friends or her loved ones process this stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you're almost there. Now you got it. Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn, it's damn, so damn, damn. It's so well written. It is it's so, so well the, written. It's my problem with um, most of these other comics that I'm having trouble getting into. They're so concerned with... We need a good villain. We need a good fight scene. We need a good. Avengers. It's like, it's like no, Uncanny. no. You need, you need good emotional character development and emotional motivation. Because all that there was fighting in Ms. Marvel. There was fighting, and it it meant more. Like when she's beating up the purple girl because she's scared. She's like, I need before I can get to the truth. I need to make sure she doesn't use her powers against me. It made the fight. Like more like and where she's like, I guess I'm the villain now where she's like almost drowning this girl. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all of the emotions behind of why she is doing this and, and the conflict in it, it makes the fight so much more powerful. And like the other fight she had is with this other character who who apparently was an inhuman who then committed suicide right after their fight. And then that fucks her up even more. I mean, like, it's Ugh. just so emotionally intense. It was intense. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So good. She needs Uh, to write everything. She does need to write everything. She really does. And she needs to be kind of the the grand architect of the Marvel Universe. I feel Um, she needs to take over the whole Marvel Universe. I feel like she's the key. She's the key. Yeah. She's the seventh key. Yeah. Let's try and get her on. Let's try and do a. a, a we already know out. she listens. Hey, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Let's. We need to talk to her and basically plot her, her takeover of the whole Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah. With with us at her backs, she's unstoppable. Yes, and our tens of listeners. <laughs> um. So can we talk about where Jessica Jones is going to go next issue, though? Because I know a thing. I did not until Brett told me, and now I'm jizzing my pants. So. At the end, it suggests via blurb that Jessica Jones is going to be teaming up with other people in issue two to get to the bottom of this mystery. She will be teaming up with Heroes for Hire, so that could be Luke, could be Danny, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, I mean, there's only one guy, and one of the world's most formidable mutants, according to the blurb. Well, I happen to see some preview art and that mutant is Emma Frost. Ah! Come on now. Fucking Emma I need, Frost. I need Emma Frost super heroics. And uh. I feel like I'm going to get some. Yeah, she's going to be a good guy in this. But there's going to be guy. but some drunk Jessica Jones versus bitchy drunk Emma Frost. Yes, please. Yeah, and Emma Frost, yes, insensitive bitch. However, when there is somebody going through trauma that Emma can probably empathize with and understand is really fucking horrible, Emma is going to help the fuck out of her. Yeah. She's going to take this real seriously. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. And I just like the idea of a psychic battling people who have suggestion powers. I'd like yeah. to see how that how they play off of each other. Yes. I mean, can you can you purpleize Emma while she's in diamond form? Can you purpleize her at all? 
Or can she psychically make you say something to, to turn your powers against you? Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I'm just so jazzed for this. I'm super jazzed. I can't wait. And if I have a panel with Emma and Jessica doing a shot together, I will, <laughs> I will become dust and I will float away and I will merge with the sun and become energy, positive, glowing energy. Oh, my God. Well, we have more Emma to come later in this episode. Very soon. Minutes away. Minutes away. But first, let's talk about the return of Wolverine. Number four, well, Charles Soule. It finally, I will say this was probably one of the better issues because it finally just revealed the I facade. Guess. It revealed the facade of what was, of how this woman is not actually alive that's helping him. And that it is, in fact, Persephone. And Persephone basically can control dead people. And bring them back. And bring them back. She's basically like uh, Layla Miller, but with way more power. Yeah, great. So Wolverine came back because of some mutant who can bring people back? But I, she hasn't officially said of whether he's the reason, if she's the reason why he's back. But she True. said that when she brings people back, they're not, it's still just her. So I think it's his coming back is kind of different. This whole thing is needlessly complicated and stupid. And I'm sorry, like, those the hot the heat claws are dumb. Ugh, They're dumb. I feel like Marvel held in this Wolverine wad for way too long, and then all of a sudden couldn't hold it in anymore, and just sprayed Wolverines everywhere. No, it's uh, it's the opposite. It's where sometimes if you like if you like pinch, there's a thing of like when when guys had a premature ejaculation. Um, you would pin, the the thing that you would do is is you would pinch the head of the penis and your cum would go back inside yourself. What Have you ever heard this? Is, what is this feudal Japan? No, I feel that's what it is. They held the wad so long that they came back <laughs> inside themselves and it never even came. Ew! Out. Oh no! And they absorbed it. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, so Wolverine gets four different stories about how he came back in eighteen different series. But Cyclops, did you see the preview of that? No. Cyclops literally just blasted his way out of his grave and crawled out. Was like, what? <laughs> he, gets, <laughs> he gets one panel. Wait, so he was never for, dead? Uh, I have no idea. So this is a panel from the upcoming Uncanny Annual, which will be the next issue. Uh, and it will go into how he returned. He just but blasts it's literally out a panel. of the grave. Yeah. After dying from out. the Terrigen Mist. In his costume, crawls out, looking all buff. And he just goes, how? Yeah, how? Okay. One right. panel versus 18 series for yeah. Logan. No wonder they have beef. <sighs> ay ay ay. Uh, so, hate it. Uncanny X-Men number 10. Well, here we are. No more X-Men. They're done. They're gone. No more X-Men. They're dead. And I really, so they're, X-Men pretty much just erases the X-Men from existence. And that, it seems like these new comic books that are coming out are the world that he put them in. Yeah, at least he didn't kill them. He just put them in a side dimension. Franklin Richards style. All right. Fine, sure. I guess. Great. What I didn't expect was how much the world celebrated 
Jesus world. I know. They're like, X-Men dead. Yay. Everything's great. Let's line up and get a vaccine. Ew. But that's the thing where, so that now means there's now a vaccine that you can get. So that's, I kind of like this because it means it's not this thing of like, there's no more mutants because if you don't get the vaccine, then you can have a mutant, but it does now make it where there's not a billion million mutants everywhere. I think it's a really smart way of leveling off so that mutants are still a minority, but still a threat, but there still can be new mutants made, but it's not like a, at a crazy number. And there's, yeah. and it's, and there's a, and there's a threat of, of genocide. I think, I think it's actually really smart. Yeah. There's something about it. There's a nuance about it that makes it more interesting than a cure. Yes. For me. Yeah. I like the idea of a vaccine. I think it's brilliant. Because it also like means it. there's going to be a lot more mutants showing up in, like, third world countries. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, wow. Developing nations that don't have the vaccine Yeah. might get the upper hand. And wow, what a great way of looking at it. Um, but so my also, favorite... Oh, are, mm-hmm. you, are you going to talk about Storm? Uh, no, I was going to talk about someone else, but go ahead. Um, I just liked that this really... I mean, because I was kind of annoyed how easily Storm was taken over by X-Man, but they kind of made up for it when she got, you know, Betsy fucking chops her sword through her, brings her back from the brink, and Storm just fucking goes apeshit and unleashes, like, her power. And I I just love it when Storm goes power crazy. It does actually leverage what Ta-Nehisi Coates established in Black Panther, that Storm very much is a goddess yeah she was given the gift of the godhead um with t'challa so she she kind of like is and they're yeah they're they're going with that she's like bitch i'm a god yeah i fucking i fucking love it but it wasn't enough it wasn't enough and x-man just fucking obliterates all of them in the end so my favorite moment (laughs) which was so out of nowhere I actually laughed out loud. Sage, get in here. We need you. I know. Where um, I was like, where okay. did she come from? <laughs> okay, why? <laughs> she herself was like, um, okay, why? But also, <laughs> how long has she been back for? I thought what she the was hell? still in exile, like purgatory. What the hell? Well, no, nobody's in purgatory in this issue. Martha Johansson was there? No, but I mean, at the end of Exile, she was, like, just frozen in, in oh. the thing. And I don't oh, think... Sage, we need you. I don't think she was ever in anything ever since. I don't think she even knows if she's telepathic or not. <clears throat> did it's she like, have guys, telepathy? Like, I thought she was... I think, I think she, uh, she always did have low-level telepathy. Like, Tessa had low-level telepathy. Sage, we need you. You do? Is there a computer? Do you need me on a computer? Like in the gifted? She was last seen helping Dazzler in her when she was traveling through the different dimensions. Remember when Extreme X-Men? That was so she that was the last time she was seen. And then now now. Alright. Go, okay. go Sage. Go Sage with your low-level telepathy. Ugh. 
She's like, I don't, I don't even. They're like, look, we know. We just every ounce counts. So just get in here. Um, I, uh, I want her. I'm gonna start a group with like her, and then it's all superheroes, also based with um, with like um, spice names. So it'll be like Sage and like Mace and then Rosemary. Cardamom. <laughs> yeah, t- turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> The Spice Girls, <laughs> Sage and the Spice Girls. Um, yeah. So I think that that kind of covers the comics. That covers the comics we read this week. Oh, did you know that Black Widow is a clone? Oh, from the one that died. Yeah. Oh well, at least that makes sense because she did kind of just show up after literally being shot and killed. Yeah, she was cloned by the Red Room, and her memory—the original Black Widow's memories—were implanted. I like I that. that. I like that. Yeah. That's, there's At a Black least Widow it makes sense. five issue. Makes sense. <sighs> but I'm afraid now we have to get real serious. Because <laughs> we're going to enter a world of fantasy for a second. A world of fan fiction. Um, we're going to enter a world where this is after the X-Men come back. After X-Men is clearly he's going to be killed. After Cyclops has come back, Wolverine is back. It's all the status quo is reestablished, and uh, we—I want to think of that world because that is when the my two favorite characters are going to get together and have their own uh, series, a series called Butterflies and Diamonds. Now, because no one is going to write it, I decided I had to write it. And we are going to do a preview of part one today, right now. Today. We have had no discussions on how we're going to do this. Um, I will, I will just, we're just, this is going to be a cold read. A cult read? There is, oh, I just will say um, there is a misspelling later in this, and just realize it is, it is supposed to be Phantom X, because I noticed the misspelling right before we started. In I'm a line sure, you're going to read. I'm sure we would have covered. Um, covered. But uh, right now, uh, I will read the stage directions, um, and then Brett, you will be Emma Frost. Naturally. And you will be Bobby, Iceman. Oh, fun. And I will be everything else. Sounds about right. All right. So I need to, like, practice my... Uh, my British accent is going to be <laughs> awful since I have to be Betsy. All right. Okay. But here we're going to start off. This is Butterflies and Diamonds. Are we ready? Enter ready. the world. Interior, a well-lit room. Emma Frost stands across from a well-dressed woman in a sharp skirt and blazer. How are you feeling today? I feel nothing. When Scott died, my heart turned to diamond, cold and unbreakable. I would have moved mountains to bring him back. And now that he's returned, who did he go back to? Me? No. He went back to that fucking ginger. Oh. I was talking about the dresses. Did you want it in red or white? We now see that Emma is in a Barney's dressing room. The shop girl is holding up a red and white cocktail frock. Emma turns and smirks at the shop girl. You don't know me at all, do you? 
Emma flicks up her hand and the shop girl falls unconscious. Emma picks up the white dress. Forget that last conversation, of course. Interior, Prada entrance. The manager approaches Emma as she heads for the exit. Oh, miss, please stop. What is it? I have places to be and corporations to take over. There's a problem with your credit card. I highly doubt that. Well, you see, this credit card belongs to Emma Frost. Is there a point to this? Well, she's our best customer, so I don't know what kind of scam you're pulling, ma'am. Emma enters the mind of the manager, and she sees through his eyes. She sees herself as a homely, overweight brunette. She starts to scan around, and everyone sees her the same way. Oh, Jean. Emma heads for the door. Miss! Emma waves her hand. Shouldn't you be helping Beyonce? Everyone in the store flocks to a mannequin. Oh, lemonade changed my life! Oh my god, did Jay-Z really cheat on you? Interior, school for the gifted mutants. All is quiet in the mansion until Iceman scurries across on a nice slide. Hee-hee, <laughs> Betsy, you tramp! Betsy comes chasing after him. Give me back my bloody phone, you cow! Iceman runs into the bathroom and slams the door. He peruses through her phone. Strong woman seeking stronger man to enjoy brunch dates, merchant ivory films, and taekwondo! <laughs> Betsy bangs on the door. I will lobotomize you if you don't open this door! Height 5'10", weight 140 pounds, race... Well, it's complicated. Oh my god! <laughs> Betsy kicks down the door, brandishing her psychic sword. Give it back! Not until you let me help you! Has anyone even responded to this? No. And these Pictures! Well, all my hot pictures were with my Japanese body. Oh, let me help you. I hooked up with this guy that does headshots. Oh, an assassin? No, a photographer. Jesus, Betsy, you need to learn how to turn it off. Betsy grabs the phone out of Bobby's hands and walks away. I will not be lectured by a former closet case that is slutting it up to make up for lost time. Well, that's harsh, Betsy. Well, it doesn't make it any less true. Good one, Elizabeth. Betsy and Bobby turn around, surprised to find Emma Frost in front of them. However, they don't recognize her. The psychic illusion is affecting them, too. And all they Ew. see is a fat, homely brunette. Ew, who the hell are you? Tell him, Betsy. Tell him what you did to me. Um, I'm sorry, have we met? Do you mind if I talk to you alone? Well, I'm not going anywhere. Psychically... It's happy hour at Barracuda. Well, I gotta go. I'm gonna go put something on more delectable. <laughs> Bobby walks off. Are you friends with the X-Men? Betsy, knock it off. You know who I am. Betsy suddenly opens up her butterfly psychic energy and peers into Emma. She spots the psychic illusion and erases it from her mind. Emma Bloody Frost. What the hell is going on? Emma turns to diamond form. Diamond! Oh, I'm here to kill you. What? Emma cold cocks Betsy in the face. Betsy flies across the room and forms her psychic sword and shield. She has a bloody nose. Oh, you sodden cow, I just got this face back! Betsy plunges the sword into Emma's diamond form. Yes, you're so politically correct again. Bravo! Silly girl, your psychic sword has no effect on me in diamond form. 
Does the fireplace have an effect on you in diamond form? Betsy flings her sword, which sends Emma flying headfirst into the fireplace. Her clothes are scorched. <gasps> this dress was Hermes, you British cunt! Hermes. Now, oh. Hermes. That's absolutely what I said. This dress was Hermes, you British... I can't say that word again. Now, turn off the little illusion you have on the world, or so help me, I will take your fat ass... Tut to the... <laughs> I will take your fat ass to the psychic plane and whoop you back to the exiles. Wait, you think that I'm doing this? There are only three psychics alive, powerful enough to pull this illusion off. Jean? Is too much of a goody-goody. Cassandra Nova? Is out of commission, which leaves you. The morally ambiguous supermodel turned ninja assassin. Betsy, trust me. The level of psychic energy to create this illusion. I don't like you or hate you enough to waste my time pulling this off. Oh, fuck me. Can I have a drink? Cut to Emma and Betsy. They are in Cerebro drinking vodka martinis. Betsy takes the helmet off. Well, it's amazing. The psychic illusion against you is worldwide. Everyone in the world uh, sees you. As a dowdy brunette, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Emma, but whoever did this knew exactly how to piss you off. I can't get into the Hellfire Club. There are billions of dollars and hundreds of soldiers that are suddenly up for grabs. I can't seem to pinpoint who may have done this to you. So where is Jean? Ah, uh, Angel and Beast are on a science expedition in Savage Land, and we lost communication. Jean Grey went to see what was going on. And have we heard from her? No, but it's Jean. Even if she gets killed, she'll just come back in a few years. Ugh, tell me about it. Has she changed since she came back from the dead? Maybe all those resurrections turned her into an asshole. Well, the only person who came back from the dead different was... Oh, shit. You thought of something? Yes, um, Professor X, he's, he's not dead. What? The X-Men have been keeping it a secret that Xavier is alive? No, I've been keeping it a secret. I'm the only one that knows. And he did come back from the dead different. Not only is he psychically capable of such a feat, he came back morally compromised as well. So what have you going on today? You want to beat the fuck out of a bald dude? Well, I mean, it is the season finale of The Bachelor, but I'll DVR oh. it. Oh. Let's go. Oh, and by the way, he's not bald anymore. Oh, hair plugs? No, he's taken over Phantom X's body. That would have been my second guess. Dun, dun, dun! Diamonds oh and butterflies to be continued! It ended on such a cliffhanger. Oh, I gotta stop talking the way... <clears throat> It ended on such a cliffhanger. Fan fiction is fun. Fan fiction is fun. And tune in other times where I guess Evil Jeff will provide us with more. Whenever I feel like writing more. Whenever he feels like it. (laughs) And then hopefully one day I'll make my Emma more discernible from my Bobby. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was great. That was wonderful, sweetie. Thank you for writing that. That was really wonderful. I saw it in my head. I Betsy, felt Emma's pain. Betsy and Emma. Because, yeah, and it turns out what you're going to find is that when they try to get Bobby to help them, he has suddenly gone missing. And <gasps> suddenly they realize all of the original X-Men have gone missing. 
I couldn't love this more. And who must have taken them but good old X. I couldn't love this more. So Betsy and Emma versus Professor X to save the original X-Men. You better get to stepping, bitch, because I need more of this. And there's two, and so that means they're also going to save two of their ex-boyfriends, Angel and Cyclops. Oh, everything about this. What a dream. Oh, yeah, it was plucked from our imaginations. <laughs> from our wildest dreams. Thank well, you, my dear. Well, it, uh, uh, it, was a, it was a pleasure having you read Emma. You, you bring her to life. I wish she was real. <laughs> but do you think she would be friends with us? I do. I think she would. Yeah. I don't know. I think she wouldn't want to hang out with us all the time. But I think, you know, if she bumped into us somewhere, she'd be nice. Yeah. I just want to be friends with her is all. I think our desperation <laughs> would be palpable. Have you started back up? Uh, you need to do her Twitter more. Oh, I've lost it. They locked me out because I couldn't remember the password. Oh, no. And I have no way of getting it back. And the email, the recovery email, is an email I don't have access to anymore. <laughs> oh, Bob. So, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well. All right. You have, you have parents in town, I understand. I do. It's lovely. All right. And I am still recovering from wisdom teeth extraction. So, that's why I've did sounded get, like a chipmunk. Did you get all of them? You know, I thought I was time. getting all of them. I, I was supposed to. And then the day after, I realized that my top two are still there. Oh, so you have to do that at another time? I don't, I don't know. I was charged for four extractions. I know that. What? I have no idea. That's... I'm going to get to the bottom of it on Monday. Do you have any tape of you after, like, coming out of anesthesia, doing anything crazy? Oh, no. No, evidently I tore that doctor's office apart, but um, no footage. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, damn. No. Uh, no, I picked up my hydrocodone and hydrocodone and laid on the couch for days. Lovely. Lovely. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode oh, 69, 69 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Um, I hope you are looking forward to more fanfic. I hope you are looking forward to more comic book talk. And I hope you are looking forward to the naked pics of Evil Jeff that I'm going to release on the internet imminently. What? No. I don't care. Everyone's already seen them. <laughs> Who cares? Everyone's seen it already. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you read comics, well, then that makes you queer. queer. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs>